Welcome to Kick-Ass Radio, hosted by Joe Sainsbury, founder of Kick-Ass Women. Join Joe over the next hour as she shares stories and conversations that are both inspiring and empowering. Having spent over 30 years in the corporate sector, Joe Sainsbury kicked off her heels and became a coal train driver working in the rail and mining industry. It has been her goal ever since to empower and support women who are considering a career change into an industry role, making the transition as smooth as possible. Joe is a walking, talking success story of how taking the plunge into industry can open up a world of opportunity. And you can do it too. If you're a woman working in industry or considering a career change, this is the radio station for you. Let's get into this episode of Kick-Ass Radio. Hey there, Glowgetters. Welcome to the Kick-Ass Radio Show. Hope you've had an awesome week and, of course, you're winding down to the weekend. Do you own your career? The most qualified, equipped and motivated person to manage your career is you. You are the best person to determine your value add and aspirations and to work towards achieving them. It is up to each of us to be the lead architect in planning and managing our careers. Yes, we want to empower ourselves to own our career. While we cannot predict or control what happens around us, we can position ourselves to be ready and able to react to all situations we encounter. Gone are the days when a company would dictate your career path. Now, with employers more focused on their business plans than on employees' career plans, career development is another item all workers need to have on their to-do lists. There's our word lists again. So what does this imply for professionals seeking meaningful career trajectories? Now that the paternalistic corporation is history, it means setting broad career goals and constantly sniffing out opportunities to move closer to what you uniquely can offer and to move up while doing so. Plus, it means consistently choosing tactics and strategies that boost your own success while being loyal to your current employer, but only as long as your respective interests coincide. You are listening to the Kick-Ass Radio Show show Kickstart, where we talk about all things women working in non-traditional roles in varied male-dominated industries, and I tell you how it is. Today is episode 27, where we're talking about how to empower and own your career. I'm your host, Joe Sainsbury, and I'm the glow getter. My background is I'm no stranger to wearing high-vis workwear, getting down and dirty in the grease and the coal dust, and my passion and purpose is to reinforce confidence, support and encourage more women to kick off their heels and tap into their steel caps and to consider pursuing these non-traditional roles and careers as I share my knowledge, career experiences and understanding of the industries. So here we are on the radio show. Now, look, I hope we can keep you in good company over the coming hour. And I've got a big shout out to all the women working out on track and on site today all over the globe. Stay safe and have a fantastic day or night shift. And as always, this might be a good time to mention that the radio show does and may contain adult language. Let's get into it. Okay, so how do we own our career? The most successful people I know are the ones who take ownership of their careers and are intentional with their actions to prepare for the future. Unfortunately, many people just react instead of act, waiting for their managers or others to tell them what to do. 
and then they are left surprised and unprepared when changes come. Now, the year 2020 was a big wake-up call for many people who lost their jobs or saw their companies and industries change. Now, these are turbulent times. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, I've got some more statistics this week, the average worker in 2018 stayed with the same employer for 4.2 years, so suggesting 7 to 10 employers over their lifetime. Any single employer will witness just one of several episodes in your career. However, only you will witness all of the episodes. So you must take ownership of your career. Nobody else can do that for you. What, though, does owning your career involve? It means persistently monitoring your career situation, asking good questions and looking out for your next opportunity. It means never under any circumstances, conceding control over your career to your employer. Now, that does not mean having a low trust relationship with your company or your immediate boss. However, it does mean trust can only come through the kind of conversation that many employers avoid. So let's consider some critical topics that may get your employer's full attention. So the first is innovation. If you're involved with innovation, having a job at the cutting edge of innovation, it can be fun. And you can also learn a lot. And that may be fine with you, but it does mean you need to continually monitor your experiences. What is the potential value for future innovation? What about relationships with others in your field of expertise, both within and beyond your current employer? Are you wired to hear about future opportunities in that field? Now, in-house management and development, so many employers practice what is commonly called talent management or Progression, company progression, and many employees feel flattered to be included in such programs. However, let us be absolutely clear. The only client for a typical talent management program is your employer. You are included in the program because your employer believes you can perform and learn in a way that will contribute to its future success. There is little or no concern for your success, except as it directly serves your employer's agenda. So you must ask, where is that agenda taking you? Next is getting stuck. So growing up after World War II, the baby boom generation gladly accepted a principle of lifetime employment and the related idea of job seniority and security. So this meant you were more secure in your present job than you would be if you were to leave for a new job. And often pension entitlements were backloaded too, so that changing jobs meant losing some or all of your hard-earned retirement money. Now, another way of getting stuck is by channeling your social life through your work. In any or all of these, the outcome can be to delegate ownership of your career to your employer rather than keeping it to yourself. So the next topic is seeing jobs, not projects. Look around you, at nearby building sites, at new product development, advertising, information technology, and many more lines of work. The wider truth is that most work is project-based, or if it's not, you can usefully create a project of your own. Seeing your work as projects will also make you more concerned about your reputation and your network and their role in helping you find your next gig. And what about procrastination? Aren't we also good at that? Suppose you're a busy person seeking to accommodate any or all of a partner, a family, a hobby, a volunteer commitment, 
and whatever else alongside your working hours. Moreover, you want to succeed at work in your present assignment. So the temptation is to procrastinate, to put off taking ownership of your career until you'll have some more time. Guess what? That extra time will never come. You simply go further and further down a road that someone else has paved for you. In turn, you are likely to be laid off when you don't expect it and to have to trouble establishing a future job um, search. So do any of these statements I just mentioned apply to you? If so, you can do better. Taking ownership of your career will involve some short-term effort, but it will quickly lead to increased employability and greater career success on your terms. So in the weeks coming ahead, uh, we're going to examine more deeply the initiatives you can take to better understand and then to change your career situation. So for me, as someone who's worked with corporate organisations, executives and professionals over the term of my career history, I've seen how the world of work has changed and how so many women have relinquished ownership of their careers. Many of them are waiting for their manager, their line leader, or someone else to tell them what to do instead of taking initiative to achieve their goals. Now, in the midst of everything going on throughout 2020, and we're now into 2021, I see a huge opportunity for women to make changes and take more ownership of their careers so that they can live a happier and more purposeful life. Women owning their careers is needed and important and was so before the pandemic started, but now has become even more important since then. More women and men are losing jobs and the world of work is changing faster than ever. Many companies have entered the future of work, which we talked about last week, which means the way that they operate is different and jobs will change and many people's careers will be disrupted or even displaced. And like I said, last week, I talked about getting familiar with AI, artificial intelligence and automation in order to be prepared and able to transition to newly created jobs and roles in the future of work for women. And I believe fortune will favour those who are intentional about their careers. These are the women who know where they want to go and make a plan to get there and are prepared for the challenges that might come their way. So what does it mean to own your career? Owning your career means taking full responsibility and being intentional with your actions. It means having an idea of where you want to go, making a plan, and most importantly, taking the incremental actions to get there. It means that you don't wait for others to tell you what to do or where to go. It means you don't blame others for your problems. Now, yes, there will be challenges and things happen that are outside of your control, but owning your career means you don't let yourself become a victim to circumstance. Instead, you focus your energy on what's in your control and you keep moving forward. Now, many people are drifting along, waiting for life to happen to them, but we do not have to be that way. We can make a plan, shift our mindset and focus on what's in our control. Now, the first step for women to take more ownership of their careers is setting a clear vision for what you want to do. And if you don't know, that's okay. You can start by doing some reflection and figuring out your strengths and weaknesses and what type of work you enjoy, as well as what you enjoy and don't enjoy about the work you're doing right now. You can also seek advice and feedback from others. 
So that comes back to when we were talking about setting intentions and setting our smart and achievable goals. Revert back to that. And connecting to a purpose can also be highly motivating and give you a reason to get up and go to work every day. Most people never even ask themselves why they do what they do or why they keep working for the company they work for. If the company has a purpose, see how you can align your purpose so that you feel more compelled to contribute daily. Finally, a goal without a plan is just a wish. You need to set specific SMART goals and achievable and get really clear on how you are going to achieve them, the habits you are going to create and who you might need help or accountability from. Now, you know I'm big on setting goals, but things are changing all the time and there is a lot of uncertainty out there. So how can women prepare for the future? We can never prepare for every possible scenario, but there are some important things we can do to set ourselves up for more success in the future. So let's look at it this way. The first is to think about, oh, the first is to think more like a doctor or an accountant and invest in continuous learning. And you're saying, why those professions? Because those two particular professions are a handful of jobs that require professionals to take time to learn every year to maintain their license. And most jobs do not have such a requirement. So we could, in theory, skate by without ever learning anything new after our traditional education is finished. But that would be a huge mistake because the pace of change is getting faster all the time. And those who don't invest in continuous learning are at high risk for disruption and displacement. And like I always say, always adopt the position of being a lifelong learner. Your best years are yet to come. So I will always recommend that even if you don't work for a company that provides learning opportunities, you get out there and you find ways to keep improving and learning new skills. Now, this might include reading books, taking courses, listening to podcasts, or even going back to school, college, or university. The challenge is that most women are operating in reaction mode and say they have no time to read or learn or attend class or whatnot. The answer is in prioritisation and time management. When you block out time specifically for learning activities and protect it like, like it's an important, important meeting or a catch up with your girlfriends, you are much more likely to get it done. Now, I actually learned that method from reading a fantastic book called the 15 Secrets, 15 Secrets Successful People Know About Time Management. And it was a game changer for me. I went from reading two books per year back in the day to reading about 30 books per year after reading that book. But just because I started getting intentional and blocking time. Now, you know, I'm also a, a big one and a big advocate for building on your network as well. That's right. One of the most powerful things you can do to set yourself up for future success is to build a great network. To do this, you'll need to invest time and money on a regular basis in keeping in touch with people and building on those new relationships. Now, some might think this is harder since the pandemic and there are fewer uh, conferences or in-person networking events, but they're starting to come out again. But I think network has gotten easier than ever because of the virtual aspect. I am constantly connecting with new people on social media platforms and then getting email introductions and then getting onto Zoom to talk and to get to know them better. 
If you are looking to build your network and meet more people, the first thing you need to remember is to always be curious and seek to provide value wherever you go. So find out as much as you can about people and see how you can help them. Most people appreciate that approach and then try to find ways to reciprocate it. And one of my favourite things to do when networking is to seek out people who are doing the things I want to do and ask if you can have a virtual coffee or chat to learn about how they got to be where they are and what challenges they've faced and, and how they overcome them and see if you can help them with anything. You may have one little bit of uh, knowledge or information that could make their day. And they may be able to offer you advice or guidance to help you along your career journey. So is there anything else we can do to prepare for the future? Yes, of course. The future of work is going to involve a lot more project-based work. Some call it the gig economy. There will be more opportunities to move around and gain different types of experiences. And who gets those jobs and projects will depend a lot on reputation. So I highly recommend you get intentional with building your personal brand, which is essentially your reputation in the workplace. Your brand or reputation is determined by how people, that is your colleagues, your your managers, your supervisors, your co-workers or your, your co-departments, how they all perceive you. And that perception is impacted by how you show up at work, how you work, how you collaborate, how hard you work, how you treat others and how you show up on your social media. So start by thinking about your interactions with your co-workers, your colleagues, the types of tasks or projects you take on, how helpful collaborative and generous you are and how you are perceived at work. Then think about the types of articles and content you can post on your, on your social media to display your very own thought leadership. You don't need to become a big-time influencer on the social media platforms, but just posting an interesting article on a weekly basis can show people that you are knowledgeable about your craft and will look good when future hiring managers look, look you up. So do I have any final advice for those of you who want to take more ownership of their careers? Bloody oath, I do. Mindset is everything. You can set big goals and make great plans, but challenges and changes will always pop up. It's important to adopt a growth mindset and be able to learn and adapt when change happens. I like to see challenges as opportunities and as our careers as journeys. We get to learn from everything that has happened in the past use that knowledge to set our future and continue to recalculate and pivot along the way. And don't forget to take care of yourself. The journey is long and you don't want to burn out. Okay, we'll take a little break and I'll be back with you soon. Hi, I'm Jo Sainsbury, founder of Kick-Ass Women. As a woman working in industry, I want to share my knowledge and experience and industry know-how to support you if a change in your life is what you are looking for. Join me on my radio show, Kick-Ass Radio, every Friday morning at 10am across Australia or on Thursday afternoon at 5pm in the US. What are you waiting for? Go on, get your glow on. Okay, hope you enjoyed that. So some questions to ask where you stand right now. Suppose you buy the principle from what I just said, that you need to own your career. You understand that you live in an innovation-driven economy. Your learning must keep pace and employability is your responsibility. How then can you apply the principle of career ownership to yourself? 
Career ownership is a natural extension of living in an innovative, driven workplace environment and, of course, a democratic society and, therefore, exercising choice. Moreover, your career is not a physical artefact like a dining table that can stay in the same condition for a lifetime. Your career is always in a state of flux, shaping and being shaped by the outside environment. So here are some questions you can ask to test where you stand right now. Now, a lot of what I have already mentioned, I'm going to be saying over and over and repeating as we all learn and take in more by repetitive association. I will mention that same or those same fundamentals, but I may reword them as we all learn and comprehend differently also. So where can you go? The first question calls for you to look beyond what's familiar. What is the wider market for the work that you can do and the further learning that you can see? Do you have all the skills to do something different? What do you know about employers that may value your talents? Are there opportunities for you to work in the virtual space from your own home? Whom can you talk to in order to find out more information? Are there part-time or contract work or volunteer opportunities that can help you go in a new direction? Who's supporting you? Owning your career ought not to be a solitary activity. On the contrary, having friends, family, colleagues and mentors who support you is an essential part of career ownership. So within this overall group, you can identify a smaller group, say an imaginary board of directors that you hold in high regard. What does your imaginary board look like? What kind of board vacancy would you like to fill? You can expect fluidity among your supporters, including adding new ones in return for favours you did them. In this way, effective give and take can play an important part in developing your support system over time. Where's your reputation? Now, this question differs from the previous one. It focuses on the people, bosses, customers, your, your team members, your occupational peers and so on who have directly experienced your work and respect what you can do. So over time, you can expect your reputation to become scattered across a wider area. And moreover, you don't need to move to grow your reputation. That can happen through other people moving and taking your reputation to new places. Many career moves stem from an unanticipated phone call from a former co-worker who knows your work. Who's your agent? Now, we're all familiar with the idea of an agent from the worlds of entertainers and professional sports athletes. You may not think you need an equivalent in your own career. However, it's important to see that your agent may not be an individual person, but a function performed by a range of people. It's common for supervisors and your bosses, co-workers, headhunters <laughs> and contractors from the past to want to work with you again. It's useful to map out who those people are and to keep in touch so that they stand ready to help again as your career moves forward. What's the next step? The most important point here is that you take a next step, and in turn, another and another. You may be under a lot of pressure to deliver results in your present job, or have little free time, or have family obligations that restrict what you'd really like to do. However, to practice career ownership, you owe it to yourself to do something however small a step that may be. 
Now that something can lead to a fresh round of our uh, experimentation that leads in turn to a new door of opportunity. Asking where can you go? Who's supporting you? Where's your reputation? Who's your agent? And what's the next step can make you a more informed contributor to an innovative workplace environment. Now they can also take you a long way towards owning your career. Career ownership is an investment, just like home ownership. Adopting the concept of career ownership will give you confidence, freedom, and joy in knowing that you can determine your career success. So to recap on what I just outlined, what career ownership is, it's a conscious decision to take full responsibility for your career journey and never relying solely on others to determine your career trajectory. It's strategically positioning yourself to reach personal career goals according to your own definition of success. Continuously invest in your professional development so your knowledge, your skills and abilities are in alignment with what your industry demands. So here are four ways to remind you of how to own your career. Don't be afraid to take on different career opportunities. Each experience is designed to teach you something different in order to prepare you for the next one. And you're not obligated to stay in any one position for a long period of time, even if that job seems perfect for you. Sometimes you must uh, must force yourself to leave your comfort zone so you can grow forward in a new direction. You need to own your knowledge, your skills and abilities and have the choice to rent your expertise in exchange for payment to employers, to clients. You need to have, or you don't have to accept any and every job offered to you, but be sure to research and know your worth, starting with the minimum and then the maximum dollar amount you are willing to accept for the expertise you offer. And continue learning, even if you have to pay for it yourself. Invest in books, invest in workshops, conferences, training, podcasts, coaching, a mentor, any other resource that will add to your development. But be careful not to put all your trust into promises made by others because they don't owe you anything. Remember, while it's true you will need help along your career journey, Not everyone who appears to be genuinely helpful has your best interests in mind. Therefore, trust your instincts always and that feeling in the gut of your stomach. Don't allow your mind to talk you into something different. Now, let's be real. No one is going to care about your career as much as you do, and they shouldn't. It's your career. Most companies have a promotion system set up for you to progress in your career, like we said earlier, the talent management. However... This does not mean that progressing from worker to supervisor to manager to GM to director or whatever. Additional happiness and fulfilment in your work does not equal that. Although the salary may be higher, what most people are looking for in a career is work that is fulfilling and has meaning. The beauty of seeking fulfilment and meaning is that when you get there, these things, right, success is bound to happen. So the key fundamentals of you owning your career and finding success and the work you love. Know yourself. This may be the hardest part because it's a never-ending journey. If you want to find work you love, you have to know what you love. Now, I hear from people all the time who tell me, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I want to be. I don't know what I like. 
if this is your situation, it's time to try some new experiences. This could be as simple as shadowing a different department or a co-worker, uh, taking up an education class. You always wanted to do. Stop procrastinating. Knowing yourself goes beyond what you enjoy. It's about getting to the core of who you are. What are your values, strengths and personal mission? Resources that have assisted me in this process are Strengths Finder, Myers-Briggs, Calling Cards, A Career Coach, and of course, that little bit of meditation I've started last year. So put in the work and get curious about yourself. Speak up. Once you know yourself, you may find you are not living out your values or not doing work that highlights your strengths. If this is the case, it may be time for you to have an honest conversation with first yourself and second, your employer or your supervisor. You have the right to share who you are and what you want from life. So speak up with confidence and compassion. Most people want to see others happy and fulfilled. Therefore, you may be surprised to find just how easy it is to get the support and the help you want. The conversation may be uncomfortable at first if you are not used to advocating for yourself. So embrace the unknown and know that change is coming. And as you go down this new path, remember to be easy on yourself. Advocating for yourself may be a new muscle for you to use. So if it doesn't turn out right the first time, know that you are growing and don't give up. Last step into the driver's seat. The scariest thing about owning your career is taking responsibility for yourself. If you are the owner, you're the driver. You can't blame your boss or the company or your co-workers you work with because it's you who is in the driver's seat. Stop letting fear hold you back from pursuing what you love. And it's unlikely you know how everything is going to work out. And most likely you will have to make some adjustments along the way. But be courageous and step into the unknown. It is the journey that will make you who you are meant to be, not the end goal. Repeat, repeat, repeat. Sorry to disappoint, but this is a never-ending process. Learning more about yourself, speaking up and stepping into the driver's seat is a continual loop. Everything works in cycles or patterns. You will find times of uh, fulfilment but then you will learn more about yourself and you will need to repeat the cycle. Get curious about life. Be courageous and shine bright. You've got this. Okay, we're on to kick-ass women making waves. To the women who break the glass ceiling and pave the way for others after them. Okay, kick-ass women making waves segment this week where we recognise extraordinary achievements and contributions women have made and continue to make in our unbalanced world. So each week I shine a spotlight on one or a collective of these extraordinary women who are making a difference and that are inspiring role models. However, this week again, I'm leaning in towards celebrating women in science, seeing as it was International Day of Women and Girls in Science yesterday. Now, the purpose of this day is to promote full and equal access to participation and uh, participation in science for women and girls. Now, as women remain underrepresented in fields of STEM, how do we begin to close the gender gap and inspire the next generation of female innovators and leaders at a time when technology continues to rapidly transform the way we live? 
we can and should work to empower more young girls and women to take an active role in that transformation. Let us continue to encourage girls to pursue studies and careers in STEM and become strong leaders of tomorrow. So my congratulations goes out to all the young girls and women who are forging their way towards the world of STEM. You are all one hell of young kick-ass women making waves. Now, the shout-out is for Kick-Ass Women Making Waves series is all about recognising that our success and where we are in life is at least somewhat thanks to the efforts, support, mentorship, love and encouragement of others. So if there's someone that you want to dedicate a shout-out to, let me know. Nominate them. Kick-Ass Women Making Waves is built on recommendations and shout-outs from co-workers, from industries. It's how we uncover hidden gems. So if you or someone you know deserves recognition, please let me know. Email me at jody, J-O-D-Y, at kickassewomen.com.au. Let's hear from one of the show's fantastic sponsors. Hey, Glowgetters. Have you heard about Kick-Ass Women? Founded by Joe Sainsbury, Kick-Ass Women is dedicated to empowering and supporting women who are considering a career change into an industry role. Visit our brand new website at www.kickasswomen.com.au or follow Kickass Women on Facebook and LinkedIn today to keep up to date with all things Kickass Women and the incredible opportunities and content we have for you. See you there, glow getters. Okay, sorry, we're back. I had an issue there. <laughs> now I've got 10 Kickass tips to own your career. It takes time, effort, due diligence and discipline to strategize and execute our plan. Keeping an open mind to unexpected possibilities is a must. Sometimes our journey takes us down different and exciting paths not planned for and we want to remain flexible to embracing them. So these options may open up opportunities that uncover new and unrealised talents and push us in many new directions. Stay open and confident to taking risks when appropriate and push out your comfort zone, which can lead to growth and progression. So those wonderful surprises that come our way are gems that can be found along this journey. Keep an open mind and consider new roads that could open unexpected doors. Having a plan doesn't mean being rigid. It gives you a vision and path to build upon. So as you start the process of your career planning, here are some tried and true guidelines to take into consideration so you can be empowered to own your career. So my 10 kick-ass tips to own your career. Number one is get comfortable being uncomfortable. Be open to pushing out of your comfort zone. Take on new challenges. Try different things and take appropriate risks. Have faith and belief in your own potential. Welcome and embrace mistakes along the way as learning experiences. Success is never achieved without stumbling, falling and failing along the way. Number two is know yourself well. Consistently assess your values, talents, strengths and weaknesses, your interests, your passions, motivations, your aspirations, likes and dislikes and be honest with yourself and ask for feedback from others. Determine your gaps, create your personal development plan and follow through with it. Number three is identify your personal brand. Define, create and enhance your personal brand your reputation. Stay true to yourself, your authenticity. Be authentic and genuine. Understand your differentiators, the value you offer 
how you stand apart and work to build and articulate your brand as opportunities present themselves. You are your own best asset. Number four is establish, build and nurture long-lasting relationships. Network, network, network. Relationship building is a long-term process to be viewed as laying a foundation and planting seeds for future growth and success. Invest in building strategic alliances, including mentors, trusted advisors, sponsors and champions, as well as playing those roles for others. Put yourself out there to be a resource to others. Increase your visibility and share your knowledge. Set goals and reevaluate regularly. Determine mission and vision for career with short and long-term goals. Write them down. Create your roadmap to achieve those goals. Evaluate and adjust regularly. As we said, it's not a rigid plan. Keep skills and your knowledge current and relevant. Build subject matter expertise and thought leadership. Become a sought-after resource and expert in your field. Work on ongoing personal and professional development. And know what you want. Plan, 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 and then go with the flow. Number six is have focus and discipline. Finding focus is the differentiator between effectiveness and ineffectiveness. Prioritising what needs full attention and when with tremendous discipline and follow-through yields greater empowerment and desired results. Stay motivated, driven and focused. Number seven is communicate through your storytelling. Be an effective storyteller. The most compelling way to communicate. Best way to get and keep people's attention. Influence and inspire others. Share your accomplishments and emphasize contributions through those stories. Articulate your vision, strategy and actions by way of stories to be memorable and relatable. Deliver with your passion and your authenticity. Number eight is commit to lifelong learning and development. Now, how often do I tell you to do that? Include ongoing training efforts as part of personal and professional growth. Further educational credentials, tech knowledge and functional skill sets in addition to building leadership, management and other behavioural competencies required to grow and develop. Tap into all potential and never stop learning and progressing. Commit to being a lifelong learner. Number nine is exude positive energy and optimism. Role modelling positive behaviours is not only a good influence for others, but makes a bigger difference in our approach and outlook to daily situations and stresses. We cannot control others or situations, only how we react. Attitude is everything. See the positive and upside while taking on challenges and obstacles with confidence. And number 10 is be a giver, not a getter. Focus on how you can be a resource and helpful to others without expecting anything in return. Thank others who help you. Express gratitude and initiate acts of kindness. Never burn your bridges. Always give back to your profession, your industry and your community. Not only does this make you feel good as a human being, but you can see the difference you make when you are humble, genuine and true to your brand as well as offering indirect, unexpected benefits. Remember, only you can own your career. It takes initiative and focus to manage it effectively and well. Identify and define the terms that meet your needs. You will see the rewards and enjoy a fulfilling career that allows you to maximise your potential development and success. 
Okay, that wraps it up for our main content for our show. We'll listen to another one of the show's sponsors and then we'll take our take five tips and close it off. Hi, Glow Getters. We're Brenjo's Earth Moving, a professional earth moving business specialising in a range of infrastructure works across a variety of industries located in Mackay, Queensland. Here at Brenjo's, we're a family-owned company backed by an incredible team. We've seen firsthand the incredible benefits that come from promoting and supporting a diverse workplace. We're so proud to be sponsoring Kick-Ass Radio and Kick-Ass Women's Mission to support women entering into non-traditional roles and careers. Okay, so we're going to have our Take 5 tips. So Take 5 this week is more so based on how a female mentor, mentor can empower your career. So the majority of women who have succeeded in their careers and reached a position of influence credit their participation in some sort of mentoring effort for getting them where they are today. I know myself. That is so true for me. And many organisations have women's initiatives and network uh, networks available, but whilst a lot of them don't, and some do provide support, women still represent only 25% of senior roles globally, and it's the men who are the decision makers, which has significant implications for female leaders. So the best mentors are often senior women that you establish a relationship with, and then they end up being a sounding board for you. So put yourself out there and get to know senior women in your organisation, and if they reciprocate your interests, you can then build a relationship like you would any other relationship. And like right now, companies need to take more decisive action. This starts with treating gender diversity like the business priority it is. From setting targets to holding leaders accountable for results, it requires closing gender gaps in hiring and promotions, especially early in the pipeline when women are most often overlooked. And it means taking bolder steps to create a respectful and inclusive culture so women and all employees feel safe and supported at work. So there's five ways a female mentor can empower your career. One is first with unbiased feedback. A good mentor will be able to have, you know, difficult discussions with you and help you determine how you can learn from them. If you make a mistake, your mentor will have a unique perspective on the situation that can help you to take a step back and get back on track. Take number two, a female mentor is a support system. Starting out in a new career or a new role in new industry is tough and having someone in your corner to support you and help you navigate any potential problems will help you will help give you peace of mind and continue persevering when you get stressed out. Take time number three. Confidence booster. Mentors will always be in your corner to support you and keep you focused. As a result, if you are nervous about starting a new job with your mentor can help you calm down. Then you can walk confidently in the office or in the, on the job site on your first day. And career advancement. As a woman in the workforce, having a female mentor who understands the struggles you face is invaluable. She is a resource to give you guidance and help you figure out the best ways to advance your career. 
Furthermore, a mentor is someone who is already experienced in their career. She can provide feedback and insight that is invaluable to help you progress yours. And number five is a different perspective. It can be easy to focus so much on the details that you forget to look at the bigger picture instead. A mentor has enough experience and removal from the situation to provide a unique perspective with advice and guidance. It's clear that there are a number of benefits of having a female mentor to empower your career. And the leader provides an amazing support system and have unique perspectives. Plus, mentors can also help you fast track your career trajectory as a kick-ass asset in your workplace. But how do you go about finding the perfect mentor? Well, to do so, email me at Jody Jody White at kickasswomen.com.au and I'll send you an infographic that I have um, on tips for um, getting how you find the perfect uh, mentor. So don't forget to email me, like I said, at kickasswomen.com, jody at kickasswomen.com.au. So now we're going to close off and just with a little, um, a little note to close off, um, I hope you're thinking about your career and how you can take ownership of it because you really need to. And the future of work is, it's, it's, it's ours to take control of and we need to be involved. So that's it, guys. I do hope you found the information helpful and valuable and it gives you something to um, action over the weekend. Pay it forward. Leaders need to use their positions as platforms to drive change and make their work environments inclusive and diverse and include more women into them. Now, I've been fortunate enough to have supportive managers early in my career who coached and mentored me well on how to think about future roles. Today, the notion of like jungle gym is one I share with those um, that come to, to come to me and ask me for my advice, using my own career path as an example. And I call it the jungle gym because of a number of roles I took upon whilst establishing my career where I am now, where I deliberately took lateral moves over upward to gain experience in different disciplines. So doing so gave me the opportunity to learn, challenge myself, expand and acquire new skills, all of which have enabled me to build acumen, choose better career options and ensure career longevity. This also allowed me to navigate the glass ceiling in my career or glass ceilings. And I am grateful for having worked for leaders, both female and male, who were also role models and who became my sponsors, sponsors and mentors. These leaders use their positions as platforms to drive change and make their work environments inclusive and diverse. Leaders cast a long shadow and to me, paying it forward in supporting female talent to pursue new career pathways or transition into new roles and industries to advance their careers or enabling them to lead has been a long-term personal and professional commitment. It is also deliberate and purposeful on my part. And I do this through advocacy. Over the years, I have developed an informal network of talented women that I connect with. Whenever I can or have the opportunity, I advocate for women pursuing roles or careers 
in these male-dominated industries. Practice and discipline always. Diversity of thought is a lens I consistently pivot on, whether I'm advocating for recruiting or brainstorming while we actively challenge each other on potential biases in our thinking. With the rate of technology innovation, there has never been a better time to be in the field of HR and talent acquisition than now. Processes that have not evolved for decades, such as your, your CV screening, which have been fraught with bias, can now leverage leading edge technologies that make talent assessment, either external or internal, fair and bias free. And I'm very fortunate and grateful that I work for a company whose mission is to move the needle across all areas of diversity, gender, race, social, economic, etc. And in helping um, everyone find their place in the right company and the right role in a fair manner. So as always, I really appreciate you guys giving me your time to listen to the radio show. You can find more information on this episode in the show notes or on my social media pages, either on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. Be sure to tune in again next week. Reach out to me and follow me on the social media platforms. Or, as I said, send me an email. But that's it for today. Stay safe, stay well, and thanks for your company and thanks for listening to Kick-Ass Radio. It's not goodbye, but see you later. Stay safe and well, go crush it, and pause comms. Go on, get your glow on. Become a glow getter. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Kick-Ass Radio, where we kick goals and deliver empowering conversations for women. Want to hear more from Kickass Women and Joe Sainsbury? Visit the Kickass Women website or follow Kickass Women on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. See you on the next episode of Kickass Radio.